Hello. Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hey, Susan. Hey, Guthrie. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm still, as you can, as you know, and maybe can tell from if you're, if anyone's watching, they can see the background or even the sound is not as good as usual. I am still on the road. So I am not calling in from my usual office location with my usual microphone and all that stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try to keep things um, short. We'll know. keep things so entertaining that any of the video or audio deficiencies melt into the background. How's that? Okay. He's like, yeah, whatever. Sure. So, you know, um, you and I don't, uh, we certainly don't rehearse these podcast episodes and, and we do very, very minimal if any editing. Um, so this is just like, you know, you just, <laughs> I can see you frowning already. Where, where are you headed with this? I know I just said, um, you know, so this is our, thoughts on things we I I had suggested for this week that we talk about uh, meeting tools you know like mm-hmm. like zoom or teams or whatever and uh, our, make our our wish list if someone would improve these tools or put features and functionality that we think should be in there now what's our wish list for these tools? I should say this is very common. Um, I've been interviewing a lot of people for we have contractor positions that are open. Yeah. So if you if you do UX work, you know you can submit a resume. But um, very common, especially people who are like just in school, like getting a master's in HCI. The the re- redesigning Re- the Zoom <laughs> interface. And the Uber app and Shopify. Everyone is Those redesigning. Yeah. You or guess. people who are doing like the boot camps, like the, you know, oh, they're, the, they're, their projects. UX boot camps. Is, and so sometimes they do project. like, yeah, pick a something. Yeah. They're always redesigning the Zoom. Everyone is redesigning Zoom. So then that means you should have lots of ideas because you've been looking at all their uh, portfolios, right? So now you. You should have good ideas about how to redesign. Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> Don't forget, we're mostly we're mostly hiring UX researchers, so all their UX design <laughs> products, you know, wasn't paying attention to. All right. Well, so um, you want me to go first about things I wish these no. products would do, or do no. you want to go first? I, I just I want I want to do a quick preamble. Go ahead. There are a reason that these tools are the way they are. And the reason is because they are built from dev first. The, the aren't, are, isn't that true of just about everything you can imagine? Not, no, there are, I mean, yes, that is, but like, especially double, especially these tools. If you have other suites of software, or let's just say you have like a web portal, right? At a certain capacity, you have some flexibility over some of the features or what information or this or that. And with these tools, they are so locked in because of the dev side of things. Well, I, you know, very little flexibility. And as far as I'm concerned, that's, uh, 
I don't care. They sh it should be fixed. That's good. That's good. I'm just saying <laughs> that many of the problems is because of that. So let me let me yes, just give you. Yes. Let me just talk about teams, the history yes, of teams, which you may ahead. not know. So the and it may have changed. I'm not saying I know everything about the code behind Microsoft, but basically my understanding of teams is that I don't know. Everyone forgets this, but like a decade ago for like $10 billion, Microsoft bought Skype. Skype was this company that had a popular platform where people could chat and call. Like Zoom, it, like Teams. It was the original Zoom. And Well, I'm not going to go that far, but okay. I think it was. What was the okay. original Zoom? I don't know. Okay, so Skype, Skype has been around since the AOL Instant time. Messenger days. Yeah, it was. It was that was that was the because there was MSN. Okay, well, well, now we have to go back. Oh, now we're going back. Okay, not that far, not that far. But there was a certain protocol which I I don't need to go into the technical details, but there was a certain protocol um, that was open source or in some capacity, sort of like email, right? Where um, there was a pigeon messenger. There was like. Um, there were there was there was a there was an open protocol that anyone could make a messenger application, yeah. and there were some proprietary stuff, but basically, uh, there was a there were a couple years where online messaging took off, and it was the first time anyone was messaging on the internet that was not that was in like real time, right? There yeah, there were forums or chat room, like you could put yeah. a bulletin board, right? Someone would post right. and someone would respond, but in terms of like you were able to message back and forth. It yes. was the first thing, the first way anyone could communicate besides uh, a traditional phone call. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> email. Yeah. I, I guess a letter in the post office. Yes. And uh, SMS messenger. Yes. So yes. suddenly there was this new way of communication and there right. were a couple rival services. So yes. there was MSN. Yeah. There was AOL, Instant Messenger, yeah. AIM. Uh, there were, and it just depended what region in the globe and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Coming out of that, there was new protocols that were developed to overcome the limitations of this, the old, I don't want to say old technology, but this open source standard. Uh, and Skype was one of the big ones. And it allowed all sorts of interesting things. For example, you could have a phone call with someone. You, it's not just that you could message back and forth. Right. You could actually have a phone call. Uh, one of the original uses of Skype was to uh, you would give you'd give them money, and then you could back in the day calling another phone costs money. Okay, <laughs> we're all used to you just call it. It doesn't cost money. You used to you used to be charged by the minute, or you'd have a certain allocation right. of minutes. I forgot about that. Yeah. And international rates yeah. were especially expensive. I mean, we're talking like if you were in the states, and you wanted to call Estonia or something. You know, one, two, three, four dollars a minute yeah. just to if you just call a phone number. Right. So the kids these days don't know what I'm talking about, but this was a thing that happened. So, yeah. you know, Skype had, had sort of have had had the ability where for a low fee, you could sort of call right. internationally and there were niche. Anyways. So they developed this sort of special protocol to do some of this stuff. Um, and people like Skype and it was one of the big players in the space. Uh, this and this was right when uh, smartphones were taking off. Yeah. So Skype came about on desktop. They kind of were trying to transition to mobile. Um, and right at about that that point, they got bought by Microsoft. Okay. And 
generally the general consensus is that Microsoft just sort of bungled the entire thing. Um, and Skype's, I don't know, preeminence in the space declined. Uh, they totally missed the boat on having a competent mobile application. Okay. Um, and you had the rise of FaceTime, which was mobile only. You yeah. had WhatsApp, which was mobile only. You yeah. had was it Vive. There was a bunch of international ones. Um, basically, there were all these video chat things that were on phones. And, you know, Skype missed out of that and it sort of popularly waned. Later, Microsoft was like, you know, um, we should really probably have a messenger call thing in our Office 365 suite. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Guthrie, you with us? I am, but I'm. I just realized that I'm wrong, and I need to correct myself before I get in oh, trouble. Okay. Yeah. So, I swear. <laughs> okay, yeah. I am right. I'm. I'm right, but I'm wrong. Okay. I'm right, but I'm wrong. So Skype was created by four Estonian people in 2003. Okay. And I knew that. I didn't know it was Estonia, but I knew it was, you know, that region of the world. Um, but then in 2005, Skype was acquired by yeah. eBay. Oh. That's the one I forgot. Right. I yeah. I missed for, that one. For two and a half billion. And so they were mostly owned by eBay for four and years. And then they sold it to Microsoft? And then in yeah. 2009, they got bought by um, Silver Lake and Horowitz. The okay the investment, you know, okay. Anderson Horowitz. And thing. then what happened? Um, and then in 2011, two okay. years after that, Microsoft did buy Skype okay. for eight and a half billion. So I was right. And they did it just because their Windows Live Messenger was losing. It wasn't doing very well. So they bought the competition. They bought the competition. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... This is this is I find this history fascinating. No one else cares. I think no, this stuff no is, one else cares. The so history of, finish, of tech is so fascinating. Okay. So one of the cool things about the original Skype platform is that it was it was a combination peer-to-peer -peer and client server system. It was a complex Yes. It, like from a dev side, it was complex. Okay. Yes. Okay. When it got bought by Microsoft, yeah. they're like we need to not do this anymore. We need to, yeah. we're going to take this core, you know, messenger and we're yeah. going to glom it into our Windows server thing. thing. Okay. Okay. So for example, in 2011, or sorry, in 2017, it changed from peer to peer to just a centralized Azure based, you know, service in the cloud. Okay thing all right yeah but that was you know that basically was the that's the core of my understanding of what microsoft teams is okay is that they bought skype and they just 
glommed this technology into what became Microsoft Teams. So that they were like, we have a, we, you can make voice call, video calls with Microsoft. And like, that was like the thing that they, they did. Um, So so, you you were telling this whole story. Yeah. Because you were somehow you think this is justification for user experience issues that we all need to live with. (laughs) Right? uh, Although every one of these tools, whether it's Teams or Zoom or whatever, they all have their own set of user experience, either problems or missed, you know, functionality you wish were there that isn't there. Yeah, but you know, but you have seen enough companies do this where they they buy a th- something and it's sort of operating in sort of some sort of silo. Yes. And they're trying to integrate it in and yes. it causes all sorts of trouble because it's just, it wasn't designed to be integrated in the system. Yes. And yes. in a lot of ways... And right, like if you would have just started from scratch and right. redesigned the whole thing. Oh, ask me if I care. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's <laughs> good. <laughs> let's talk about, let's say that there was, okay, look. I know that sometimes there's a disconnect, supposedly, between what makes financial and business sense or can I, can I just can I say one more thing what a piece of history very quickly do you remember Skype for business yes I do that's what I would that's the missing piece it was literally called Skype, Skype for, for business, business. It and was re- okay so speaking of really bad that was it was really atrocious bad. but not it the, the user interface was bad but it just didn't work. It never it just, worked. Functionality, it didn't work. It was like, completely there was a, terrible. Constantly, I'm trying to call you. Are you there? I don't see a phone call coming in. It was, It did not work. That was just a functional, besides user experience, functional. Yeah. And, and Skype for Business, by the way, yeah. was actually what Microsoft previously called Link which was basically Office Communicator 7 R2. So like Communicator became Link, which then got rebranded Skype for Business after they bought the Skype IP. And finally, after really, I mean, in some ways they totally designed it from the ground up and that sort right, of team. So you're telling me- But that it's a I tortured should, history. You should tell, you're telling me I should appreciate teams. Not no malign teams. No, all that happened is they they're doing the same. They just keep doing the same thing. Yes. You know, so like teams and expecting a different outcome, and that's the definition of insanity. A, a little, yeah. So, so like teams. You know, Skype for Business was especially bad, but you know, it is seven years old, right? So just think of like you know, teams seven years ago and yeah. how much functionality they've been able to do still. still. So, so yeah, that's the tortured history is Skype for business. Just. Okay. Fine. Terrible. Okay. We, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get really excited about this stuff. Apparently I think we're going to do an ep- a series of episodes 
which we'll call Gatsby gets to talk about the history of any technology he wants and get really and get really excited. Exchange and the rest of us might take a nap. Can I? Can I? <laughs> You're not done. Yes. What do you want to do? I'll you also have you. to understand. Yes. Exchange. No, I do not. I do not have to understand exchange. You just have to understand them. Do you know what exchange is? I've heard of exchange, and that's like as far as I really care to go. So there's like there's like regular email. Yeah. Right. There's like the yes. micro. That's not what Microsoft uses. Like this okay. thing called Microsoft Exchange. Exchange. Yes. And it is way more complicated than this. It's a thousand times more complicated and okay. has to do with Azure and business deployment whatever. or whatever. Okay. But there's, I'll just put it this way, at a high level, there is an underlying suite of technologies that Microsoft uses to communicate in the office sort of okay. business but, world. But here's what I want to say. And it's different than outside that. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. All I'm asking is, can we have a little tiny special team? whose job it is to communicate with the powers that be at Microsoft or at Zoom or any any of these other tech, technologies and just say to them, here are some of the things we'd really like to see change. That's, that is, like, that's all I'm asking for. And what I'm asking you for, Catherine, is give me one thing that you would want on that list that you would like to see either added function or a different kind of experience. What is one thing if you, if someone said to you, you are master of the universe and you can change anything you want about teams. Give me one thing, just one, just give me one. Easy account switching. What does that mean? Right now, I think of Slack. You just there's a drop down. You just like or a Gmail is a perfect example, right? If you have multiple Gmail accounts, if you're logged into Gmail and you want to switch accounts, you just click on the up, and it has your list of email accounts you're yeah, logged it's into, and you still click, too difficult, but okay. You click and you well, you click on it and it just switches. And then no, then you have to put in your password, and then you have to put in your authentication, and you the and it goes on and on and on. But okay, you okay. have to log. I'm sorry, you have to log in. I don't like logging email. in. Yeah. Okay. You can't use. You can't Another do that with Teams. Teams does not support multiple accounts. And we have that problem in our business because we have our own teams and then our clients have Teams accounts and they want us to use their Teams accounts when we're communicating. How about this? What? When you install Windows 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It comes with Teams. Yeah. And you have to ignore that Teams installation and install Microsoft Teams, comma, for for school or business, which is a different Teams. Oh God! Okay. So, so that, that you can was... because you have your Teams that's like Windows 11 associated with your Microsoft account, and they so have to have an is... entirely different instance. So this is very good. You, Guthrie, you did a great job. You gave me one thing that goes on your list. But here's the thing: what? the reason that that exists, I'm telling. But here's this is this is why it's important. The reason that exists is because yeah. Microsoft Teams yeah. is not a real application. It is, in fact, you know how like terrible um, 
having a browser open is and trying to switch accounts in Office. Yeah. Like if you have an Office 365 account, what we yeah. use is we have to use, we use different browsers for different accounts. Yeah. We use we Edge use, for one and I use, use Firefox Chrome for another. For another. We it's have to or we can't do terrible. It. Terrible. It's because Teams is literally just a web-based desktop app. It's just a website that is smushed into a application, but it's not actually a real application. And so because it's hampered by all the limitations of what they do in a browser, yeah. that's what you get on the desktop app is all the browser limitations. And so they can't do, they don't, they can't even put functionality into it because it's just a browser-based application. It's actually just a, basically, it's a little more complicated, but it's basically just a Chrome app. It's just okay. a Chrome tab. All right. All right, and we don't have to pick just on Microsoft. We can also talk about Zoom, but that was good. You gave me one. Can you give me another one? Another feature functionality. You're not giving me any. Oh, okay, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Um, I would like when I'm in a call, okay, I would like to have an easy way to adjust my lighting or my camera. I would like it to be, I would like, you know, I know I have a camera, okay, uh, and you know, whether it's a camera that's built into my laptop. Yeah. Or change the camera. change the aspect ratio. Change yes. the zoom. Could I just change could I just zoom in or zoom out? They have all uh, these we have all these new cameras anything. with the wide there's 180 degree field. So so you could fit in like a whole office room and that's why they make them, right? Because you need to see everyone in the in the client center. Right. It's designed for business. So if you're if you there's one person on a camera, you're like in like 2% of the shot. And then it's like all of your mess. All of your mess. <laughs> it's like this thing on the shelf and the garbage can and you, and yeah. So I can't we, I, I don't know how hard or easy it is that to do, but can't, I would love to just be able to adjust that. Just, you know, a few little dials and things on the screen and I can adjust what not, you know, this, this idea of, Oh, but you can change the background. I don't, I don't need to change it to, yeah, okay, and that here's another one. I got another one because you can't adjust that. If well, you, you, and then, they, then you end up doing the background and then you do the thing where part of your head <laughs> disappears. If you, I don't use the backgrounds because it's too weird. People's head disappears. It's what backgrounds were, that? look, on one hand, I, it's, I would say it's a limitation because they're just teams is just grabbing the camera feed from the camera. But it is true that they have backgrounds. So clearly teams has the ability to take the video and modify it in some capacity. Right. Right. But why are they? Get, so there's just this weird way. The only thing you can do is like make your make you like look like you're at a beach. That's that's the extent of their. That's like a really useful feat. Someone spent a thousand years with with the AI team to figure out where your head is, so that it like <laughs> just blurs just like the background and not not and not a person. They spent hundreds of hours architecting that, and yet like a simple like just like change the zoom 
that got we me. We can't do. That's a, see, that's a much better one because that's, you know, that's in theory, that's not a limitation of the, of anything. That's just because right. oh, I will tell you, um, I use, uh, there's a program that no one knows about, um, but it's called uh, NVIDIA whatever. If you have an NVIDIA graphic <laughs> that's card. That's why no one I, knows about I, it. I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even. Okay, fine. There's an matter. NVIDIA program. And basically what it does is it takes your camera feed and it runs it through your NVIDIA graphics card and then spits okay. it back out. And then you can modify things through that. Um, it's a really useful way to, for example, they do um, automatic noise canceling. You can run your mic through it and mm -hmm. it, and it uses the, the AI, the tensor Is cores there, on the graphics why card. Don't, why aren't we using that? Uh, the to be honest, since they came out with it, I mean, a lot of the, a lot, almost every video conferencing app, it doesn't send it from your machine to the other person's machine. It's it, everything gets sent. Even like we're we're using we're using Restream, everything gets sent sent to a central server, and that server pushes it together oh, and then okay. sends it back out. Mm -hmm. So the server on the back end is doing those calculations, and that's why like on Zoom. Like yeah. the automatic noise reduction yeah. has gotten really good. So, and Teams is pretty good too. So, and then Restream is really good as well. So like, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but since the pandemic started, the hearing weird background noise, like, oh, hey, there's like a train or there's like a, you're, you're like, yeah, that's much better. Loud. It's, yeah. it's gotten a lot better. And that's just because they're doing it on the server side. So there's really not a need to do it locally. The point yeah. is, is that you can, when you're doing that, you can change your camera. And I changed my aspect ratio to a 4.3 just so I could smush myself and be a little more centered. And like, it's not like Teams crashed. Like if you send Teams a 4.3 feed, like it knows what to do. It can deal with that just fine. So I don't understand, again, so, so I don't see any limitations in processing the video feed or in displaying different aspect ratios uh, 720 1080 like it can seem to take it and be just fine so yeah yeah so that's so there you go i gave one now it's your turn again do you have another one um let's talk about zoom okay i don't want to be mean to teams okay by the way teams is going to be really 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 cool they got some really cool stuff coming because the thing was is that so teams was a glom on and a glom on and a glom on yeah. And then the pandemic hit and people were like, well, Teams is terrible and Skype is dead and, so you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, what, what's out there. And there was this little company that had a competitor called Zoom and they made it pretty easy for people to make calls with each other. And you just get a code and you press a button and you were in and you didn't have to log, you know, didn't have to log into anything. It was really, really easy. So, okay, Zoom takes off, right? And when that happens, Microsoft goes, oh, maybe we oops. better put some attention. And on now that. they have, there are plans. things in the works and plans. plans and yeah, they're going to do, they're going to be doing some really, really cool but stuff. Did they ask us teams. for our list? No, no, they didn't. But okay. I'm just, I, so I'm, so it's going to now, right. now there's an impetus behind it. Now we'll Which, stop we'll bashing teams. All right. Yeah. So, so now let's, let's, let's bash Zoom. What do you want them to do differently? What do you want them to do differently? I think um, I think they do. Um, 
I don't think the way they that when they do have large meetings, I don't think they do a very good job showing all the people. There's a couple yes. different ways, a couple different ways that they do it, but it's just not set up very well. So for example, um, and and I, I think I, I maybe have an idea, but like if you have a bunch of people on a call, like sometimes it's all in a row and you can change it. So it's like, it's a row and it's an aside or, you know, you can like, but none of them are like particularly exactly what I want. And it's not, and it's not necessarily easy to change it either, to figure out how yeah. to change it. It's like, what am I supposed to do? I, the, the number of times that I've been on a zoom call and, and something needs, needs to get pinned. You somebody can like pin needs help thing, but that's confusing. How, and the view is constant, is constant. Any zoom call I've ever been on, there's almost always someone who says, how come I can't see anybody or how come I'm only seeing the speaker or how come I can't see the speaker when the speaker's talking or how come, and then, and then you have five people chiming in. Well, look down at the bottom. There's a little thing, you know, and no one can find the, the settings. It's constant. And again, you know, they were in the same thing. They were a little company. They were plotting along. They were doing their thing. They were having some success and then the pandemic happens. And suddenly like, now, in fairness to Zoom, like the biggest thing they needed to do was make like a bajillion servers to handle the insane yeah. amount of traffic right. they did. That's and the true. fact that that their entire that service was just off, not just like offline for the whole pandemic, they get tons <laughs> of credit for that. You know, Microsoft gets less credit because they have like, you know, a lot of, servers a lot all over the world. Yeah, they, they can handle traffic. Okay. Um but you know, like yeah, this tiny little company that has like no money and no servers, and suddenly they need like so much bandwidth, so much bandwidth. Um, so they get a lot. So they were just, I'm sure that was a frantic time at that company. Yeah. Um, anyway. You know, and so yeah, and and then, so so that was the that was, so on one hand, right? This is and this is the push and pull, and this is this is again where Microsoft's. I don't want to say gets in trouble, but kind of gets in trouble with the UI because we're talking about the user experience. Yes. And okay, that's all fine and good. What happened is with Zoom is that they were like, oh, here's some cool features. We're going to make it really good. And then there was a security aspect. Yes. And all the big businesses that were actually paying them the money said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. We need to authenticate logins and we need this right, and we need right. that. And it has to be secure. And it's got to talk to the server here. And then this thing has to load and you can't load external elements in here. And like before you know it, your Microsoft Teams, like that's the way, you know, because Teams right. is all operated so right. that um, you can do that. Admins can do right. the amount of amazing features that the Microsoft Office Suite has to. Is, is amazing. We work with a client and they give us an Office 365 account. And when you're writing an email, you can't copy and paste. It's really annoying. If you try to copy and paste, the little thing says, it says like this action isn't You can't copy anything from it. You can't paste anything into it. it nothing. It's incredible. So from, from an admin level, from the server, somewhere in the cloud, an admin person presses a little box and the users can't copy and paste inside their own emails. Like Which that is- Guthrie thinks is a good thing. And I think what, it's- a, Why would I think it's a good well, thing? You, no, it's a, well, terrible. you're saying it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? They can do that. And it's like- Well, no, it's like it's, it's like a amazing. it's like a weapon system that can hit a grape like a mile away. Like it's terrible, but like it's amazing that such technology exists. So like- at some point, someone has put in 
incredible functionality yes. to yes. let the user so the user have all these amazing the tools and things. But that's who the user is, right? I it's know. not so so this comes down fundamentally, and I'm talking too much, and I'll let you I'll be quiet. This is just <laughs> no, it's all right. This the fundamental problem perhaps, yeah. is who is the user? Yes. Because you say, you've said many times, you can't design for everyone. You have That's to right. prioritize who you design for. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, this is just one app and one example. And this is true, you know, in my experience, anything you're designing, you know, and everyone, everyone, you know, it's so interesting, too, because when I'm and th lately Guthrie you and I are doing a lot of research and we're doing a lot of mentoring and we're doing some design but maybe not as much as I used to do but any design session that I've been in you know I always start with you know tell me what this this product is supposed to do and tell me who the users are and it's always interesting to me that people think they know who the users are and then they do just such a terrible job of deciding this or agreeing on it or they they go, well, you know, here's our personas of our customers. And it's like, well, OK, but is that the user of this particular product? And just a, a misunderstanding of this, of what you just said. And, and you know, who is the user really? Is it the person that's making the purchase, the person that's making the decision to purchase, the person that is has to use it on a day-to-day -day level, is it the admin who's setting things up? And yeah, if you optimize for one, chances are very high that it's not optimized for another. And, and if you're not paying attention to that, then you know, we all we all live with the result of people not paying attention to that. People um, designing for who they think the user is or what they think the user wants to do or designing, trying, you know, or, well, it's got to work for all users. Yeah, I understand it's got to work for all users, but you cannot optimize for everyone. So who are point, you optimizing for? It's the business admins. That's who it, the user are is for teams and, that, and, and that's Skype. Fine. That's and fine if that's who you're Zoom. optimizing for. But then you have to understand that other people who are not the business admins are going to struggle. And, they and, is do. That, and is that okay with you? And if that's okay with you, then that's, that's what you, that was the decision you made. And this but is then why. Don't pretend that you don't understand, you know. And this is why FaceTime runs the earth. Why FaceTime runs the earth? Yeah. FaceTime is. I mean, we don't have Apple devices, so we don't use FaceTime. I forgot about FaceTime. Yeah, because I don't FaceTime know. runs. It's because just because it was designed for the for the not the admin user. Yeah, and it's Apple doing it, and in classic mm -hmm. Apple, if there's any, I think FaceTime might be the most successful um, software that Apple has in terms of just it just it's magic and it just works and. You just you want to talk okay. to someone and you just do so, it and it's a but video then call. How come how come all the businesses in the world haven't just you have to out? you have to be on an Apple device to do it. I they understand that, but why don't up. they just hand out a gazillion iPhones and say all of our meetings are gonna be done 
on your on Facebook. Oh, I'm just talking. About, I'm just talking from the consumer side. That's why consumer. That's why it's so good for the consumer. Yeah. I don't think it has that. It does not. The business people, admins, were not the target market. It doesn't have the magical, like you're 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 the admin in the cloud. You can press a button, and suddenly, like only these people can talk to these other people, and yeah. like it'll magically like yeah. figure out when bad things are happening and yeah. alert people. And like it doesn't have that sort of high yeah. level from the cloud control. Right. It was designed for you know you to call grandma that would that like that one that was its purpose for grandma to answer yeah Yeah, right and and it does that really well so that's why it doesn't there i'm sure there are some organizations that use facetime like if you're a design shop and everyone's on mac because it's like made for designers um but yeah no i um but they're not going to give everyone iphones just to if you can't lock it down yeah, I understand. All right, now I have a I have a, a different but somewhat related question. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it has been such a long time now since we, or and I think a lot of people had the experience. I mean, and some people are doing it now, but for a lot of people, it's still not the norm. To be in an office and have in-person meetings, okay? Like meetings, like you were in your office and you had meetings. So what are we going to do moving forward with the fall? I have two issues that I don't understand how we're going to deal with. Number one, you're going to, and this is happening today, I'm sure, although interestingly, it hasn't happened in any of the meetings I've been on. You're going to have meetings where some people are in the room and some people are not in the room because people are going back to offices. So now they have, they do meet in the conference room or are people just not going to meet in the conference room because they know that, you know, Susan and Guthrie are joining remotely. So everybody just stay, they go into the office, but they just stay in their cubicle and go to the meeting. And, And I've seen this happen. We've had some client meetings where, we were, you know, doing our usual remote thing. The two people from the client were in the building, but they were just on separate floors, still calling in remotely. Is that what people are going to do? I don't know. Because it kind of doesn't work. I'm just curious about what it, what did we do before? Or what are people doing now? We're facing well, this coming up with some workshops we're teaching. And I just don't, I, I, I don't think we're, we got, anybody has a good setup for that. No, there, are, there is a good setup for that, but it's like super crazy expensive bajillion dollar proprietary. Special things in the, in the conference yeah. room that. Well, Hey, if you want to spend, you know, $600,000 a year on a software license, there's probably an enterprise solution for you out there. You so know. what do you think, are people going to do that? Or do you think they're just going to limp along? No, no, I, I, clearly this is a problem that needs solving. And I bet you there's a bunch of startups with on you know, it? VC, you know, funding that are working on it. Um, they better hurry up. That, so that's one thing. Okay, can I say? I think I think there's another thing going on. What? Look, people need to figure out 
why they're having meetings. <laughs> and like, what is the purpose and who needs to be there? Oh, and that, that, that question has been going on for decades and decades. Yeah, I know. But before there wasn't really an option because there was a culture where you had a if you might be needed, you had to yeah, be there sure. sitting, you know, and you'd sit on the meeting. So you knew what was going on. And now that everyone got used to sit, we know we all know what sitting in on a meeting is. If you're remote, means you're on, but you turn off your camera and your mic, and, you and you're do doing something, something else. On. Yeah, um, which we never do. If there is a, if you start having mixed, you know, I don't. You want to call it mix, mixed, mixed meetings. modal, mixed methods, mixed mix, mode meetings, MMMs, yeah. three M's, um, then. I, people are still going to keep doing that. And so there's kind of a question of, well, why I don't, I don't really need to say anything in this meeting. Like maybe there's like five, there's like the one thing at the end that they might need before for five minutes. So I'm just not going to go. And then I'll just like be on, you know, right. Like I'll be on the call, but I won't really, you know, and if you need me, you you know, can there's add. another thing that's going on too. Um, okay. So I, well, this is, I, now I have two other things. One is that, so, you know, I'm taking these uh, uh, cl music classes. I think I've mentioned this before, haven't I? And, uh, and they're online, but there is a live uh, one hour video call every week, which usually I can't make. So I just watch the recording. Some weeks I've had the option where I was able to make the meeting. But do you know what I say to myself? I'm just going to watch the recording because when I watch the recording, I can put it on two times. And mm -hmm. instead of taking an hour, it just takes 30 minutes. And I can just listen to them talk really fast. And, and so I think that's that goes up. That's going to be going on, too. People just say, oh, no, I'll just listen to the recording because I want to speed up the audio. So sometimes I come on to calls and it's like, could you, could you, can, where's the thing to speed up how fast everybody's talking? This is terrible. It is terrible. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here's the other question though. The other thing I'm confused about was when we were in person and we were going to meetings, you used to have to walk from like one part of the building to another or uh, or from one building to another building we now schedule everything back to back how does anyone going to get to the meetings well it's easy enough you just need to stop scheduling back to back and it'll be but you can't get anyone to stop scheduling back to back how do you do that companies will figure it out i can't even remember how we used to do it People didn't schedule back to back, I guess. Start. I guess you just start, you leave and 30 right. minute breaks. I don't know. I, don't, I think people had less meetings because, like, mm -hmm. it, it was harder. It, like, if I had to go, like, I have to do my work, right? So, like, I need to be at desk. Oh, so if I have though. to be going to meetings all the time, I'm not going to go to as many meetings. Uh, 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 well. Will but, we be able to get back to that? I don't know which way it's going to break. You know, I could see back to the way it was eventually. Like it would take a long time. I could see see that that the 
mixed modal becomes more popular, um, but then there's going to need to be tools that really work. That make it better. Yeah. All right. I know people say it's going to be like the metaverse and stuff. I still don't yeah, think people are going to be doing it. meetings in VR. Like, avoid it. Um, I, I think there are ways to. I think there are solutions. There are, there are, this, this is one of the things in which it's actually it's an, it's not a looking in it's actually a problem it needs a solution that I think yeah probably do a better job at yeah. visualizing meetings allowing collaboration between people who are in person and who are remote allowing easy ways to look at stuff and talk to people and um, I think having a lot more cameras would would be very beneficial. Um, you know, this is weird, but um, who does a good job with this is the So if you watch uh, an NBA stream on, like, um, not on, like, TNT broadcast, but if you if you actually, like, subscribe to the NBA service, yeah, there are, like, you know, there are cameras all throughout the building, right? And that's yeah, how they put yeah. together, like, the, the when you see, like, a national televised game, there's not one camera. There's, right. like, eight cameras, right? And sometimes it's, like, there's, like, two people who are focusing only on people and then there's like a wide shot yeah but you know that that means you have a production manager who's saying you know no, camera three camera two camera one but if you get the nba package yeah you can just select the camera feed to watch because they don't show any of the commercial there's not it's not the national feed so it's literally you just get the, the in the arena you can just sort of switch the camera feed like if you Want to watch from, so do, are you seeing multiple ones at a time yeah you, yeah, you uh, yeah and then you're like all right i want to watch like this one and so you can switch feeds so like i don't see a world in which like you have this room for like four cameras right and like one is a wide angle and one that like uses ai to only like focus on who's talking you know and like one of them is the presentation that's being shared right and so the, so you have like different feeds and then the people easily sort of select the feeds I that want, work. I, I think that's that's I think that's excellent and I want to have that. And I think that would make the if it were well designed, which is a big if. Well and it's just, it's just hard because it actually takes a fair bit of processing muscle. Yeah. To patch in four streams but it would and be, it together. But it would be so much more engaging if you and you could control it. Like you could say I'm gonna zoom out and look at the whole room and yeah. I like Absolutely. It, I yep. No, so I mean, those, these are the, you think you think we'll have it eventually? Uh, I don't know if Maybe. it's going to actually be, Maybe. but I, I do think that there are potential solutions that can be developed that will that will help make it some just in the same way that Skype for Business is truly terrible and like yeah. Teams is at least usable. I think maybe having mixed method with some remote and some in person right now it's pretty terrible, and maybe with some more tech it would be, you know, functional. In a better All right, Guthrie, I think we should end it there. Oh, can I just uh, very briefly yes. uh, tell you the some acquisitions that eBay made? Go ahead. For, everyone forgets it was once one of the companies in the world. Yes. And eBay.com like had stakes, really crazy stuff. Okay. okay. What? So they had a sticking Craigslist. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of small, like, for sale, um, and stuff. That's, I mean, so meetup.com. Yeah. 
uh, upon. Uh, there's some of, some of these uh, websites from like uh, um, the, the first oh, tech bubble that. in like '99 are really yeah. the names they came up with were like really funny. So, um, uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, so, so there's Stubhub, um, Half.com, Rent.com, Shopping.com, Braintree, Bill Me Later, Skype, and PayPal. They bought PayPal. So, okay, I have to say, I remember all of those. And you don't. I'm just saying, it's yeah. really fascinating You're right. history. I know. Oh, like they bought PayPal dot dot dot. Who you know? Right? PayPal it was yeah. Elon Musk at the time. Like they just a really wild. Yeah, they have an interesting history. Well, Guthrie, you're, we'll was have, we'll have was to let you do some more of your history of technology conversations. All right, Guthrie, if people want to reach us and give us ideas about other things we should be talking about, what, where do they, or any other reason, where do they reach us? Info the team. I've got one more trivia question. Wait a minute. I, can you say that again? Because your audio is cutting out. Go with the team. Okay, go ahead. What's your trivia question? How many employees do I have? How many employees what? I'll have. Does eBay have? eBay and PayPal. How many employees? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, 10,000? For both? Yeah. eBay has 30,000. That's a pretty good guess. PayPal yeah. is 25,000. Oh, more than I thought. Okay. That's a lot of people. God, All right. Gatsby, thank you so much. Interesting conversation. I thought it was an interesting conversation. I look forward to the MMM, multimodal meeting, or whatever you called it. All right. All right. Uh, Take care. Bye. Bye, everyone.